Welcome back to the Facts About PACs podcast. I'm Michaela Isler, now PACs Executive Director, and I'm joined by my co-host, Adam Belmar. And on today's show, we're taking on the topic that is a real and present danger for our whole community, donor fatigue. Adam, it happens, and preparing to how to deal with it is an action item for all PAC practitioners. Absolutely right, Michaela. And today, we're going to be able to share some excellent advice. Katie Anderson, Senior Vice President of Consulting at Aristotle, is with us. Coming up, hear what one of Washington's premier firms is telling their clients when it comes to battling donor fatigue. The Facts About PACs podcast is produced especially for the members of the National Association of Business Political Action Committees. In every episode, we recap this week's SNAP activities, share actionable intelligence and best practices, all while connecting the PAC community. And today's episode episode is brought to you by Chainbridge Bank. Looking for a financial partner who actually understands PACs? End the frustration by crossing the bridge to better banking with Chainbridge Bank, a group who specializes in the financial needs of the corporate and association PAC space. Chainbridge Bank. They know PACs. Thanks, Adam, and thanks, Chain Bridge Bank, for your ongoing support, as always. And before we bring in our special guest, I do, Adam, want to share some wonderful news. The George Washington University's Graduate School of Political Management and NABPAC are pleased to announce, hot off the presses, that the 2022-2023 Jan Barron PAC Management Scholarship has been awarded to Leah Kovach. She is currently in the Graduate School of Political Management at GW, and we are pleased to award this $5,000 annual scholarship. It is funded by NABPAC and is named for the leading campaign finance attorney and former NABPAC general counsel, Jan Barron. So we are excited to be able to make that announcement on the show today. Well, a hearty congratulations to Leah Kovach on receiving the PAC Management Scholarship. Way to go, NABPAC. And joining us now is Katie Anderson, Aristotle's Senior Vice President of Consulting. Uh, Adam, Katie and her consulting team counsel clients on a full spectrum of PAC and grassroots activities. They've been a longtime member of NAPAC. Welcome to the Facts About PACs podcast, Katie. We're thrilled to have you. I'm thrilled to be here. Hi, Adam. Hi, Michaela. Thank you for having me. And thank you to Chainbridge Bank for sponsoring a longtime partner of Aristotle. I feel like one of those callers on C-SPAN, longtime listener, first-time guest. I've been listening to this podcast since it first began, and it's great to officially be one of the facts about PACs myself. That's awesome, Katie. You and your team at Aristotle have just come out with six tips to fight donor fatigue. And this really piqued my interest because it's an issue that we're dealing with all the time here at NAPAC and, and helping our members. And it's a real matter of concern, I think, in politics generally, especially at the end of one cycle and, and honestly beginning of another. So not all organizations feel the effects of donor fatigue equally, but what is at the top of your list for limiting fatigue amongst your donor base? Well, first of all, I think we all know what donor fatigue is, even if we've never used that term before. It's a familiar story. Contributors you've always been able to count on, and all of a sudden, you can't. Losing donors and revenue can obviously have a huge impact on your strategic goals. So as anyone who has ever experienced donor fatigue can tell you, and as we counsel clients, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Take steps on the front end to, quote, fatigue-proof your donor program. Keep donors connected and energized before any disengagement ever creeps in. For organizations who find themselves already losing donors, the first step to climbing out of the hole is to stop digging. If you don't know why donors are disengaging, don't guess. Ask them. Conduct a survey to collect feedback straight from your stakeholders. 
You're serving them after all. If you want to stay in front of challenges, get in front of your donors. It's all about relationships and focus on the positive. Katie, I want to zero in on that a little bit because I do think there's something here. Are you seeing more of your clients take that extra step and actually ask their donors and non-donors about what they're facing, what may be the reason why they're not giving or why they are giving? Are you seeing more of this research internally? Absolutely. Yes. And not only, you know, traditionally PACs would survey their members once a year. Now we're seeing PACs survey multiple times a year or do quick you know, pulse surveys and ask their donors more information. Again, like engaging PAC donors is building a relationship. And the way you build that relationship is based on trust, but you can't just guess what they want and and mm-hmm. guess what they know to build that relationship. So the best way to do it is to ask. And, you know, there's a reason they supported you in the past. And, you're, and the message you're ultimately looking for is the one that will reconnect them with your cause. So Katie, I've got to imagine that as you are working with all of these different programs and you're able to see what's working and what's not, a fundamental part of not succumbing to donor fatigue is documenting everything, right? Understanding when we asked and when you've given and where that relationship stands. Is that right? Absolutely. Um, You know, a compliant PAC program is absolutely essential. Here, I'll give a shout out to my colleague, Justin Phillips and his team at Aristotle Compliance who makes sure our clients capture legally required financial information and file timely reports. But in truth, PAC shouldn't see their donor information as something they have to collect, but something they get to collect. This data helps our clients not, not just reactively with compliance, it helps proactively with planning, messaging, timing, and so much else, like what to ask, when, and for what, whether a given project is best suited for longtime donors or potential new supporters. The answer to these questions are in that donor data. Of course, cutting-edge software like Aristotle's combines compliance and analytics, allowing PACs to collect and use that information seamlessly and effectively. Katie, I think that's right. I, I think, you know, the data that our PACs have probably not have been utilized as much in the past. And I think in this world of all things data, a lot of what we need is right at our fingertips. We just got to, we just kind of kind of dig it out and, and, and look at it and analyze it and go from there. But you also talk about in tip number three, making that personal and compelling appeal to donors. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Again, back to relationships, but between the pandemic, greater attention on social justice issues and political division, PAC fundraising is more challenging than ever. But the one thing that remains the same, donors are people and not pixels. And it's all about relationships. So something we always recommend to clients is to craft custom, personal, and compelling appeals. Remember, all politics is local. Now that most fundraising is done electronically, it's easy for generic, inauthentic messages to be spotted and deleted without ever being opened. To make the most out of every communication, we recommend diversifying not only the audiences you target, but the means of reaching them. In the environment today, mixed mediums are the best way to engage donors through videos, phone calls, webinars, virtual, and in-person events. They all have to be part of the PAC donor outreach program to build your relationship. And after a donor contributes, even if it's just one time, it's so very important to thank them promptly and recognize their, their support in a respectful manner considering increasing privacy issues. 
and reward them with information, gifts, or events. Think of it this way. What would you do if this were an in-person encounter, right? When you would thank them promptly. Um, We call this the care and feeding of a donor. Donor contributions are valuable, but donor relationships are even more so. And remember, even if this weren't strategically prudent, donors deserve to know. Transparency and accountability are essential to building trust. So we always recommend newsletters, infographics, and annual reports to share with donors to keep them in the loop. But of course, it's strategically prudent. Engaging donors regularly, not just when you ask for money, seems obvious. But with tight budgets these days, adding bells and whistles to your PAC program can feel like a luxury. That's why we at Aristotle enjoy the challenge of coming up with creative solutions to engaging, recognizing, and retaining donors. We also work across our client base to help build recognition and reward programs that fit client budgets and bandwidth. When you show donors the value of their contribution, what they see is the value of your path. And in turn, you're continuing to build that trust and build relationships. You know, Katie, I think spot on your advice and and how you manage this with your clients. I think what we've found over the years and having conversations on this podcast is that sometimes you don't, it's not even about the bells and whistles, really. Yes, it's a nice to have, but making sure that it's just even that connection, like you said, and thanking them, not just one time when they give, but consistently throughout the year. So while the the constant thank yous and, and connection with your donors is so important, you know, we're still seeing this burnout. And I think you all touch on it in your article that a core reason why so many people do get burned out is that the need that we have seems to be bottomless. We're always going back. We're always, you know, soliciting, never seems enough. How do you all tackle that with clients? Sure. Yeah. I mean, in an era of declining trust, successful organizations emphasize transparency and personalization. And, you know, the PAC community in our industry is is no different. Um, When PACs ask for contribution without recommending an amount, donors are left asking, well, how much am I supposed to give? The donor delays giving, You keep asking and then just the cycle goes on indefinitely. Um, We encourage clients to have clear asks with matching benefit structures. Um, This is something that Aristotle excels in. My colleague, Mike Young, and our technology team helps clients use their data that we talked about earlier to connect on specific PAC projects and specific donors with specific asks. You know, when you are putting together a solicitation and you are blanketing it across your donor base and you're not micro-targeting to specific groups, then you're not getting the same response back and people are getting burnt out of hearing that same message over and over. And so the more you can segment and target your messages to your donor base, and whether that is electronically or even in person, you're having small group chats and, and calls with people and really know what you're asking before you meet with them. One of the things that I think every PAC manager, Michaela, is confronted by, in addition to donor fatigue, is this understanding that our donor base just has got to expand. Katie, what what does Aristotle think about expanding your donor base as a tactic to try and push back on donor fatigue and keep things fresh? Well, of course, all PAC managers always want to continue growing and continue expanding the percentage of participation among their employees or members. And, you know, diversity isn't just a slogan, it's a best practice. And um, however, many PACs still rely heavily on one group to support their fundraising. Maybe that's executives, maybe that's their board members, you know, those at the top. And that 
often can be a recipe for donor fatigue. And the advice we always give to new PACs is to have that full backing of their CEO and senior executives where, you know, the majority of receipts typically come from, you know, focusing on, quote, money and members. But then beyond that, diversifying your fundraising streams so you're less reliant on one constituency for contributions. That means working toward a healthy mix of both major and small dollar donors. You know, one one organization we worked with most recently over the last couple of years, they had relied on, um, you know, top donors for a long time when they were looking to shake up their base and they have a large student group that they never tapped. And so we created a whole pass program for students at a very low rate. It was $99 for the year. And they had what we called an all access pass to all the pack events for the year. And this organization, since we implemented the all access pass at the student rate, has grown. That is the fastest growing PAC membership they have. And they never even had thought about touching students because they thought, well, students are, are you know too poor to give. But when in fact they really wanted this information and they were really engaged. And then we asked some of the professors within the community to sponsor a student. And so we had lots of professors sponsoring students at the $99 rate. So we were really able to increase year over year of a group that wasn't even thought to be touched for the pack. And so, um, you know, that's what we're, that's what we mean by diversifying who we target and how we target them. Um, and we also need to diversify the methods for collecting receipts beyond payroll and checks to include credit cards, text messaging, and QR codes, um, making it easier to join, easier to give, and obvious why members should. And, you know, hopefully as a PAC manager, you'll spend a lot more time focused on money and members than you will on donor fatigue. Terrific and timely advice for everyone listening to this podcast. Katie Anderson, Senior Vice President of Consulting at Aristotle. First, thank you for being our guest on the Facts About PACs podcast. Also want to thank you and Aristotle for your generous support of our upcoming post-election conference as one of our sponsors and really just enjoy working with you all. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Michaela. And thanks again to Chainbridge Bank for sponsoring. And thanks to everyone downloading and sharing the Facts About PACs podcast. Subscribe and meet us right back here next week.